Stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hey, 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 how you doing? How's it going? Welcome back to Raising Joy. I am Winnie King, and I am joined by my vivacious, awesome, wonderful, (laughs) intelligent, insightful co-host. Kristen Perch. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, you're supposed to do that better than that. I well, gave you okay, a lead in. You did. You did. Okay. I'm Kristen Perch. <laughs> okay. I there know. You go. I, uh, Speak I, with uh, your chest. Say it with your I, chest. I'll try. You know what's hard for me sometimes. <laughs> no, you need to do that. You I need know. to do that because you're really good at what uh, you do. Um, You are the expert, my friend. No, I just, I'm the mouth. But you are the expert. No. Well, you're the, the expert mouth. in communication, though. Yeah, that's it is why a I'm skill. The mouth. <laughs> if anyone wonders if it is a skill and expertise, Go back to our early episodes and oh you will my. see. <laughs> have we changed? Have I grown? She has Ooh, remained the same because she's always changed. been great. No, we've changed. We've changed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, don't go back. That's yeah. okay. Leave that in the past. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Leave the past in the past. So today, this is coming out on, on February 13th, which is what? The day before Valentine's Day? Okay. Thoughts? I hate it. Okay. Now, I really hate Valentine's Day. I just think it's so useless and That's so fair. not what? Who who cares? It's a made I know. up holiday. It I, is a made up holiday. Just, it's made up. I, I, you know, and as a single person, it's like, come on, for real. I know. And even when I was married, it yeah. was stressful. Yeah. What am I getting you and why? I know. We've yeah, been know, married no. for 10 years. Why? I know. I know. I like, I've thought about, I'm like, okay, I need to get something for my kids. But like my husband, I'm like, eh, you know, and that's okay. Like, I, I mean, I, I think we'll probably be like, love you, love you. And that'll be about it. You know, you know? You got that's a fine. Birthday, you got Christmas, you got an anniversary, <laughs> you get all this stuff throughout the year. Why do we need to do this? For the moms, it is like, it is extra, extra because you get to yeah. do like Valentine's Day cards for all of the kids in the class. Yeah, that's you, you working. You get to make a, exactly. That's you working. And then those who have expectations and get them dashed. Yeah, that is tough. You know, because some women are really romantic about it, and they, oh, the flowers, oh, the the <laughs> gifts, and ooh, and ooh, and he, and then he doesn't. Yeah. And now you're now you're in depression. Yes. You know, seeking therapy. <laughs> <laughs> just keep those expectations low, and you're never yeah, disappointed. Yeah. So I say, <laughs> let's just skip it this year. I'm, I'm here for that. This is 2024. Let's skip it this year and keep on moving, and then we'll celebrate and 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 say high five on. February fifteenth. Love that. Could we could we keep the chocolate? Now that we can do. Okay. That cool. we can do. But then you have to go back to the gym. Yeah, that's true. And work out some more. <laughs> I joined a gym, but we'll get into that later. I joined a gym. That's and awesome. I have a new I have a new trainer. <gasps> and my trainer is an athlete. <gasps> oh shoot. <laughs> Okay. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. So this is, I love 2024. This is a good year for me. New year. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, for the 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 time that we're here, we're going to talk a little bit about people who have probably had babies or may have had them in the NICU. Because anybody okay. who has ever had a child in the NICU, they know that is difficult. Here you've had this baby, you expected this baby to be, you know, 
healthy. You were hoping for that, you know, five fingers, 10 toes, 10 toes, 10 fingers, the whole nine yards. You're, you're counting them and you get them, but then there's something else that happens. And, and it really can be a traumatic experience. You know, and at Cook Children's, we have clinical therapists on staff to help caregivers through these difficult times. How insightful is that? I know. It is awesome. One of our therapists um, is here with us today, and her name is Helen Thomas. She is a licensed clinical social worker and is also a certified perinatal mental health counselor. Welcome to Raising Joy, Miss Helen. Hi, right. thank you so much. I love the energy in this room. It's a lot of fun. Well, I'd say lots of silliness. Yeah, yeah. Even, though the, even though there's hatred, but <laughs> <laughs> hatred for the day anyway, not for the people, but for the day. Yeah. So I was blessed to have two healthy children and neither of my kids have ever had to stay in the NICU. And so I I realized like what a blessing that is because I can only imagine how stressful it is to have this newborn early and surprised they're having to get this really intense medical treatment. But like, so what is it like in the NICU? Like what, what, what is your typical day? Well, that is um, a crapshoot. <laughs> a typical day um, can start one way and end another way because um, there can be things that just come up in the NICU where the provider or the bedside nurse says, hey, you walk by and they're like, hey, can you come in? Uh, uh, so you may have your day planned, but then something comes up that needs immediate. Uh, or people want someone to be seen immediately, a parent, because of what is going on with the parent or maybe the, the situation um, with the baby. Yeah. So you never know. And we also, the clinical therapists also serve the Nest Clinic. So that clinic is for developmental um, after a baby is discharged from the NICU. So we do see people inpatient, caregivers, and caregivers outpatient also. So sometime in the middle of your day that you think you're going to be in the NICU the whole day, the Nest Clinic calls and says, hey, <laughs> we have this mom and we need you to come do an evaluation. We need to decide what, what needs to happen now. Um, so, you know, both places we screen moms. And so um, there may be some extra help needed. Yeah. That, yeah, that has to be, yeah, just... You're never bored, though. No, like, never. <laughs> and that's the best part mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is, and you talk about moms, do you ever have to sit down with dad? Absolutely. Um, but I'll tell you what happens, and we, I think we can do a better job with fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how mom and a baby, like after baby's born, they're like a dyad? Like they're, it's like that fourth trimester, but sometimes this is a very early um dyad so dads generally we see more of after like mm-hmm. outpatient um or sometimes it's happening more with the the person that works with me annie Marlowe, that we're seeing i'll see the mom and she'll see the dad and sometimes it's outpatient and sometimes it's inpatient so i think dads generally are okay if their wife is okay or if their partner their caregiver is okay if she's okay i'm okay mm-hmm. and then it happens later that they're like, oh, me too. This yeah. is really hard for me because think about a, a partner, a dad, they witness what happens in a traumatic birth. Mm-hmm. They're usually there to witness what's happening mm. and they're helpless. Like they can't, they're not in charge of what's happening. And so that can be really traumatic for dads. Mm-hmm. They can't control it. No, I think for me personally, I think it would be worse to watch mm-hmm. and to see and feel helpless than be the person mm-hmm. that is um, delivering a baby unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. 
What kind of things do the mom, like what are they, like what, what sort of like stress and challenges do they have, you think? Um, I think some of the biggest challenges and stress is that, well, A, something unexpected happened that's totally unexpected. And sometimes it's an, um, like the mom's health deteriorates for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I think not, the unexpected piece, and then a lot of, um, of our caregivers have other children. And so how do you divide, I want to be with my newborn baby all the time, my preemie baby all the time, because I know that baby really needs their mom and their dad, but I also have two other children at home. And so how am I going to divide that up? And a lot of our caregivers are from out of town, um, from all over Texas. And so they're away from their home. That's very stressful, being away from your home. And your support. Mm -hmm. Your support. And then I think... I think that like the number three stressor is finances. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like we can't work. Yeah. And and sometimes there's a really long hospitalization, mm-hmm. like a hundred days mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. And what do you, you know? And in intensive care, that yes. is just, that's astronomical. Yes. It really is overwhelming. I it's, mean, you, when you think about it, yeah, um, yeah. how does, you know, <laughs> so you're, you're concerned about the mental health of mom. You're concerned about the mental health of dad. How do you handle the stress on the marriage? Because, you know, there are, you know, we're skipping along. We've had two kids. We've got this mm-hmm. third one. Mm-hmm. Things are, you know, we've had some upset. It's not that big a deal. But now this, mm-hmm. this is a demand on the relationship. So do you find yourself in marriage counseling at that point? <laughs> sort of. We really uh, try to avoid marriage counseling. <laughs> but I think communication is a, a big factor. So helping people communicate and also saying the way that you're responding is a normal response to a traumatic event. So you're the way you're responding, if you're angry, mm. it's because that's fight, right? Mm-hmm. Fight, flight, and freeze. And so if you're irritable and you're irritable with each other, it's the stress, but it's also a trauma response. Yeah. And so I think sometimes just normalizing, hey, that's a normal response. Let's think about what we can do maybe a little differently mm-hmm. when something else comes up. Because as a mother, um, one, I'm already traumatized by what's happening with this child, and I feel like I've got to dive in. But then I may be, just like we were talking about Valentine's Day, <laughs> I, may be, I may be disappointed by the way that my partner has responded to this. I thought he was going to get all in with me, but he's kind of sitting back because mm-hmm. I'm all in. He thinks I got it. Mm-hmm. And now he's just kind of sitting and then he's not all way. Does that happen? I mean. Yes, that happens. <laughs> I mean, just like Valentine. You didn't bring me the flowers yeah. and you're not coming in on this one. So I think what happens sometimes is that um, men are waiting for the next big thing to happen. And so something else horrible happening. So they're kind of preparing for that. I don't know. How, like, it's just evolutionary wise. Like, it's like, like <laughs> okay, you need a, something bigger than this? Well, seriously? I think that they're more often Pumpkin. preparing for something not going well. Okay, this is not going well. Let me help you. <laughs> uh, we're in the NICU. This is not going well. <laughs> no, it's not going well. <laughs> yeah. And so I do, again, I do think we could um, do more for the, um, the male. Caregiver in in the NICU. I know. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to point the finger, but I know that there are men who do stand back and watch. You know, women just jump to the front. They don't allow sometimes even men to. Yeah, and I do think a lot of our moms are disappointed. 
I will say that with okay. with maybe um, someone standing back or you're not responding the same. You don't feel like I feel. Well, no, they don't. They really they don't. don't. No. You're right. Because you didn't carry. Exactly. You didn't have the dreams at night about this. I mean, but I remember when I was pregnant, I was having dreams about my baby. And 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 he was 22 years old at that point in my dream. I'm, I'm already having mm-hmm. the, I know how he's going to be or he's going to do this. And, you know, and even though he didn't do any of that, <laughs> but he was still a, a healthy kid. But, you know, I felt like I guess I was more invested. I had all the skin in. Mm-hmm. I think though, think about what happens when you become most people, women, when they become pregnant, they're automatically attached. Attachment has already started. Mm-hmm. They're already bonding with their baby. Yeah. They that happens from the beginning, and I think for um, men that it that bonding mm-hmm. comes later. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of okay. I'm gonna give an example. I have two grandchildren, and when my first was born granddaughter, I was like, I know I love her. But I don't, the bonding is different. Like it, it grew with her. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. The more yes. she mm-hmm. can respond sure. with me. Sure. And so I think that sometimes um, moms forget that, oh, I carry this baby. I From the beginning, I was attached. And that attachment grows with the dad. Mm-hmm. That My husband's described that. He was like, he's like, he felt like I had an advantage because I had nine months. And, and like he never even felt our first one kick. Like, he would, I would be like, hey, put your hand right here. And it like, shoot, stop moving. <laughs> and like, so he never even felt like, he's like, I never felt any of that. So it's like this like alien just like dropped into your life. Mm-hmm. And so he's like mm-hmm. kind of catching up and he caught up and he did great. But like, yeah, it just, I think it's just different. Yeah. Like they just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably the balance is okay, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, what, what are some of the, because it is a stressful time. I mean, anytime you're in the hospital period, End of story, hands down. I don't care what floor you're on. Mm-hmm. This is stressful. Yep. But then you're in the NICU. Mm-hmm. This baby's tiny. This is not exactly what you had envisioned. Mm-hmm. And you envisioned a lot during that nine months. What kind of coping skills are you asking these parents to have or do? Or how do we how do we handle this? Well, We're breathing. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, what are we doing? So I always think about care in the NICU for caregivers as um, like it's uh, crisis management. Mm. Okay, so it's mainly crisis management. So we're just going to help you survive and cope with this situation. And then maybe when your baby is discharged, then you can go, wow, what just happened? So um, <laughs> yeah. I the, the things that I go to is feel what you feel when you feel it and don't judge your feelings while you're here. Mm. Because we do all of us do a really great job of judging how we're feeling. Mm. And like, this is an experience where I think if you can do that, then you're going to do better. Like if you can go ahead and have your emotions about what's happening, you're going to do better in this situation. Um, So that's number one. I really recommend um, trying to create a narrative, start writing down what happened. When, when, I mean, you guys will not believe the story, what happens sometimes with a, a baby that comes early it's just incredible. Like there are so many things that happen in that process. And so I really want parents to write everything down if they can um, kind of put feelings with it because six months later, you're, you're going to remember it differently mm-hmm. and feel differently about it. And it's your child's medical history. I mean, so those are, I think that that's really, really helpful in the NICU to do that. Um, one more thing is I think like behavioral activation. Like if you're sitting here, let's think about what you can do. Can you get up and why don't we go ahead and take a shower? 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, why don't we think, is your water glass full? Let's make sure you're eating. Yes. Drinking. Yep. Trying to get some sleep. Yep. And, you know, our parents can stay in the NICU. Yeah. And so sure. sometimes they're, you know, they're just on the bed on the NICU. And that's, have you guys ever been on those beds? Like if you're... My husband <laughs> has. Yes. Like sleeping after I had yes. a C-section. Yes. I yeah. mean, it's okay, but it's rough. It's rough. Not great. It's rough. <laughs> but I mean, I think for the most part, it's wonderful that our... Nikki provides um, will allow our parents to spend the night um, because a lot of the majority of Nikki's don't do that. Really, 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 Get truly, out of here. all over. I like everybody did. Nope, no, nope. I, I'm, I'm. Lots speechless. of times, like, so like <laughs> at many hospitals, it's like a pod, and you can come in, and your the babies are kind of together. I remember that's the way we were mm-hmm. when I first came to Cook Children's. It was a ward, like, <laughs> you know, and every baby was everywhere, and and. And I remember when we went to the single rooms or even the, you know, the, the rooms with multiples, uh, I remember that made so much sense to me because yes. something happens to a child. And even if a child passes away in the ward, yes, you are now witnessing yes. Yes. these parents going through this grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. So there's still vicarious trauma is what I'll call it. Like, you know, if something, a parent would know if something is really going down in a different yeah. room because yeah. all the people yeah. show up. So yeah. there's some of that, but I think it's better in this way where there's mm-hmm. privacy. Well, and close the door. Oh, I close the door. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's, yeah, that's hard to imagine. I mean, but it's I hard to imagine it. that they did it, they do it another way. Yeah, I remembered it though. I I remember when we moved into that to that to that you know the the single rooms. It was glorious. It was wonderful. And 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 now I don't know how long it's been. What I don't know, 10, 15 years since we've had the NICU mm-hmm. the way it is. It's hard for me to imagine doing mm-hmm. anything other than that. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 still stunned. Well, <laughs> don't you think it's part of our like our goals at Cook to really have family-centered care. And the most important people to a baby is their parents. And so to be able, like like a mom and a dad can do what nobody else can do. Mm -hmm. So talking to their baby, singing to their baby, um, reading books, all those things. Flesh to flesh, uh, feeling skin to skin. So you guys, do you know, okay, I'm a geek. (laughs) But what happens when, especially mom and dad, but like you can be way up here, Mm -hmm. your nervous system being way up here, Mm -hmm. you hold your baby Baby and it turns on the parasympathetic system. Yes. And you completely, like, it's visceral. Like a mom will go, oh my God. I mean, like, I feel so much better. I'm like, yeah. 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 Yeah, It's so cool, right? Yep. So that's a coping mechanism. It is yeah. a coping mechanism. <laughs> and it's good for the baby, too. It's yeah. very, very promoted in our NICU, extremely. Yeah. Kangaroo yeah. care. I, I can't imagine. I mean, it makes so much sense mm-hmm. why somebody else would not, you know, no, don't put that baby on your chest. Get away from me. I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also, like, think about it. Um, I think it, about it as felt safety for the baby. So, mm-hmm. like, we know a baby is safe in our NICU, mm-hmm. but when they're held in skin-to-skin care, mm-hmm. it's that felt safety. I yeah. I know I'm safe. I'm here with yeah. my parent. Yeah. yeah. Getting all the cuddles. Yeah. I, I feel really guilty. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because we sometimes in our public relations life, in the life that I lead, we sometimes um, focus and highlight babies who are in the NICU. Mm-hmm. In fact, this time last year, we did that with the conjoined twins, mm-hmm. which was a, an a an incredible story, an incredible situation, 
our docs, our nurses, everybody did such an... But the stress on those parents, and when I look back and think back, you know, we put them in front of media, <laughs> and and it's not funny, but, it, you know, we put them in front of media and we say, look, and on top of the stress, this is... Str- I'm already scared about these mm-hmm. babies, mm-hmm. and now we've got cameras on these people, and they've, they've agreed to do it. They've said they would, you know, and they know that at some point they're going to help somebody with it, but mm-hmm. I... I just feel really guilty. <laughs> I do. I feel, you know, and we were just celebrating uh, the, the, year. Mm-hmm. The, like- the year of the the separation. And those beautiful little girls oh, are just so doing so well. It's, it's so amazing, right? Yes. It's really amazing. So I do think that the parents, it, I think you're right. It could add stress. But I also think they agreed. And, and it, it's a wonderful story. Yeah. And dad, he, he did it. Like a champ. I mean, (laughs) you know, he's cutting jokes and, you know, he and and you can tell he's a really good, good dad because he Mm -hmm. was there all the time. He held the babies even when they were conjoined. Mm -hmm. He was holding and and you could see him maneuvering the wires and all of that, Mm -hmm. the stuff that they, they were connected to. So you knew he had experience at this. But mom was like, you know, I got time. Mm -hmm. I I am focused on these two babies. So forgive me. You know, she would show up and she would grin, but you could tell she, her heart was not there. Mm-hmm. It was, she's concerned about these kids and, and you can't say anything about it. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, there there were no guarantees what was going to happen oh, with the no. conjoined twins. And so, yes, you know, that was just weighing. And there's no guarantee with some of the, the others that we don't highlight, you know, right. and I'm just thinking that to me was such a stressful that was such a stressful time. It's just hard to think that we added to that, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so grateful, though, yeah. that they told the story because, mm-hmm. um, as I understand it, there were other reporters who said, you know, there were other parents of Conjoined that they talked to and, you know, they were able to put them in in touch. And mm-hmm. so they were able to talk to other parents in that that's situation. Helpful. So that's, it's very helpful. But um, the stress of NICU is just, it's real and it is, it's not made up by any stretch. It's not made up. No. Do do you think that, do they recognize that it's a trauma? I, I feel like having a baby in the NICU for most people, if you're there for a pretty extended period of time, do they recognize like this was a traumatic experience? Good question. Yes. Yeah. I think the majority sometimes... When I first meet a parent, I just look at what's in the room and I say, so what's in this room? You've got monitors, you've got all Mm -hmm. these wires on your baby, the sound and the smell are the biggest triggers for postpartum depression and postpartum stress disorder. And so it's like a breeding ground for PTSD. It Mm -hmm. really is because Mm -hmm. the sound, like people go home and they hear the monitors. Yep. You know, but I could see where Mm -hmm. somebody is like, I can't pay attention to this because I got to soldier through. If Mm -hmm. I... If I let my guard down for five seconds, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a puddle in this floor. So I could see where some people would soldier through and not, mm-hmm. to your point, not realize this is a trauma. This is issue. This is a problem. But because they're so soldiering through it and because they're doing what they do, I'm not recognizing it as a trauma. I can't recognize. I can't. I can't call it that. Mm-mm. While you're in the middle of it. Can't mm-hmm. yeah, and so they're I tell parents you're not you're not alone if you get home and you go what just happened 
Yeah. I, I can't even believe that that just happened. I don't, it, was it real? I mean, am I crazy? That's mm-hmm. what they'll, they'll mm-hmm. say. And I'm like, no, and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. It happens often where parents are like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, they've been in the NICU for 30 days, 60 days. And it's, hospital time is weird. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like Ho- you're just like. Hospital time is really weird. Like, like dog years. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, everything's going on outside of the hospital and oh, you're here right. and you're like here. And the days are changing and you don't even realize right. it. You can't. I don't know if it's Thursday, Saturday, Friday, or no. I don't know. Right. Hospital time. Is the sun shining? Is it? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. How do you guys know, like, if a parent may need a little bit more extra, like, mental health help? Like, what kind of signs to, to like, the docs, the team? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they all look for? Um, I think withdrawal. Like, maybe a, a parent um, not bonding to their baby, not wanting to hold their baby, like, withdrawing. Mm-hmm. So that's that freeze part of uh, an emergency. And so really realizing that's not a parent that doesn't care, doesn't love their baby, but they may just be in that emergency state, where, which is freeze. I can't even, I can't hold my baby. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And so withdrawing, um, I think, is a big clue, not being able to bond with their baby. I think, of course, we do screen um, for postpartum depression. So we get information from that. Um, I'm really impressed with how many parents say, I need help. Mm. Like that, admit it. Yeah, I just will say we leave information on in all the rooms about our service, and if we don't meet the parents, then a lot of times they call and say, "Hey, I, can you come by?" So that's really, I mean, that's really mm-hmm. helpful, right, mm-hmm. for mental health in general sure, sure. that that they're willing to do that. Super anxious parents that are like kind of micromanaging the care of their baby, taking mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. hovering and mm-hmm. like. Like the nurses can't do what they're supposed to do because they're hovering. And so, but it's all understandable, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think I, I really, I hope our staff un, are beginning to understand really well, like people being angry is normal. I was going to ask yeah. you about that because, you know, I know you have to collaborate with the staff, mm-hmm. but if the staff sees a parent um, withdrawing or not coming as often, that might set up a situation where that staff is starting to judge a little bit, but not recognizing this is a trauma. And so it's a good thing to have you there mm-hmm. so you can at least help them understand it's not because they don't love them. It's not, it's, they're just dealing. They're trying to deal. Yeah. And sometimes with that freeze piece of trauma, like it's literally like you can't do it. You can't walk in. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it stops you. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen maybe can even tell us more about that. But it's it's just like it freezes you. And yes, I think it's easy to judge, mm-hmm. especially like if you don't know the whole story. Right. And a mom or dad are not at bedside. Well, let, that's because X, Y, and Z is happening. Or yeah. like they got three other kids at home. Yes. Yeah. Or they live far away and they don't have transportation. There's just a lot of barriers sometimes for people to be at the NICU. So. Um. Yeah, we try to get. And I think our nurses are 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 understanding mm-hmm. more and more about mm-hmm. that, particularly as people like you are in in that situation. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. they understand that there's there's a lot going on in the lives of some of these people, and and it's really difficult. And and they do incredible work mm-hmm. at dealing with that baby. You know, dealing with the patient. They do incredible work. But I always say that that baby comes with an entourage, mm-hmm. and so we we have to. 
put our arms around the whole entourage. And we we do have amazing nurses in the the NICU. NICU. And I love, love, love it when they are very inclusive with parents and mm-hmm. and, and introducing themselves and saying, "I'm this is I'm your nurse. This is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and how can I help you?" You know, mm-hmm. um, just including them with their cares and those sorts of things. Yeah, they're they're second to none. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that they are, and I've walked that floor and, and watched them and seen them, and they're holding babies and rocking and. And you're like, oh, I wish I could do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I could do this. this one, one day, Winnie, we'll yeah, do no, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm old and really gray. I'm old, but I'm, you know, I just really would love to rock babies, but they get to hold them and mm-hmm. see them and, and to see the progress, mm-hmm. the wonderful progress when they are at a point when they get to go home and, and how rewarding that must be for that nurse and that provider who say, you know, just like with the twins, I yes. mean, with Amy Lynn and Jamie Lynn, just yes. to see, golly. Their nurses' involvement, yes. like the primary nurses' involvement yes. is amazing. Yes. And I know when they come up to the to the hospital, they go on the floor and they see everybody and everybody sees them. And right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. So I'm so grateful for what they do, mm-hmm. um, you know, every day for those, for those um, families. But long-term... There's got to be some long-term effects for some of these families because you can't go through, you know, 60, 90 days, six months worth of, you know, care in intensive care and not think that you're not going to come out unscathed. And then you get to follow up, right? Yeah. Because, like, now we need to see the pulmonologist to make sure that we're breathing okay and a cardiologist. And so it's like... It's you're not in the ICU anymore, so you don't yeah. have that like acute. Oh my god, is my baby about to die? But it's like now we got to care for this baby long term, right. which is stressful too. Right, right. Yeah. We got to go to the gastro doctor. We got to yep. go to the pulmonologist. Really, a, a whole oh. host of folk. Yes, and so you know how I'm. I'm sure you guys have experienced it, where you're really pushing, 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 reaching for a goal. And you kind of get there and go, uh oh, what next? <laughs> and so that's kind of what happens, I think, with parents. They're like pushing. They're we can just get home. We'll be better. When we get home, it'll be better. But you're right. A lot of them, at least, particularly for the first six months, have so many appointments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to be lifelong. Right? Care mm-hmm. is going to be lifelong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's not over when they are discharged from the NICU. It's like my friends, I tell them, don't. You know, I can't wait till he gets to be 18. It'll be, no, Mm-mm. I won't. Mm-mm. No, I won't. Well, I can't wait till they get to 21. No, no. Mine is 33, and I... <laughs> it just changes. It's still, yeah, it's yeah. just different. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Are the, is there a higher incidence of, um, like, postpartum depression and NICU moms? I think it's more um, anxiety and post-traumatic stress type okay. things. So what sure. I sometimes um, parents who didn't have, like, social anxiety do when they leave sure. the NICU because, I mean, I always say you're going to have to figure out how to... Inter- reintegrate with the general public it's kind of like being a veteran mm. like mm-hmm. in the in the public everybody's not doing the right thing and they're not sanitizing their hands and they want to hold touch yes. my baby and that you know like mm-hmm. and just the general public can be annoying yes yes so i mean they've been isolated if they've been isolated for so long it just it's an interesting phenomena that they have a lot of anxiety sure um after the nicu so um, post-traumatic stress. And I think what's nice about our role is that we have five years that we can see um, parents, mm. caregivers after their discharge. Really? Yes, because the nest falls 
babies for five years developmentally. So as long as they're being followed by the nest, then we can see them outpatient. And I've been honored to work with people all the way till their little person is five and and just kind of unpacking everything that happened and then also helping. I I really enjoy just helping with general parenting um, and helping uh, people bond with their kids and parenting skills. That's incredible. That's a long, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. What about resources when they're fine? I mean, they have you for five years, but mm-hmm. are there other resources that they get to um, uh, deal with when they're transitioning? Yeah, I mean, I, um, Helping Hands is an organization that's a peer-to-peer support, mm-hmm. and we have a representative in the NICU, and so they also are in the NICU and then after. So it's Helping Hands. Um, and then like for cardiac babies, we have, there's Mended Hearts. I like to refer to um, Postpartum Support International. It has wonderful like groups, um, individual therapy, a hotline. Like it has all kinds of support for um, all parents postpartum, but uh, you know, especially for our, our NICU parents, like we can refer to that. Mm-hmm. Postpartum Support International. It's, it's I know. Amazing. I was like, that seems like a really great resource because it's not. It's not unique to the NICU. No, and, no, and and like they have groups for men, groups you know for women, and all. Like if you get on their site, they have all the different types of um, mental disorders you might have after postpartum. And so that's where I got my training for that um, extra uh, perinatal mental health training. Was that's through, awesome. Mm-hmm. So how, like, what drives you? Like, what gets you to work every day with, like, a joyful spirit and, like, happy? <laughs> you know what I really love? Uh, to, to I really love being housed in psychiatry. So that's my depart- my home department and working in a different area. Yeah. I kind of, you know, you don't get too stuck in either one of those. So that's really good. Um, I just feel so honored to work with parents like that. And also be in a situation where we can maybe relieve a little pain, give a moment of peace to someone, hold space for them. <clears throat> and I, sometimes in the NICU, there are no words. And so you really, to work with someone, you really have to have um, work on your own um, nervous system so your nervous system healthy nervous system is the intervention mm. so if you can hold space and maybe not even say any words then they can calm down because your nervous system is the intervention mm. it's and i'm old so that i think maybe that's <laughs> why i can do it i don't know i don't know Just a lot of yoga i don't know <laughs> but there is magic not magic. It's therapy. It is, but you're right. Like it, they. I think whenever people think about therapy, they think about talking. But actually, some of the biggest, most important interventions is silence. Mm-hmm. Just letting it be, like yeah. letting the statement be, and that it's okay. And that's it's hard for. Yes. So and she's calm energy. She's the expert. Yeah. If well, you get to that point, you've like yeah. you're Jedi. That is, you know. I can come. It comes to mind some really <clears throat> acute things that have happened in the NICU, and they're like, "Helen, come right now." I'm like, "Okay," and you just have to calm yourself and be yeah. calm. And usually, there aren't a whole lot of words mm-hmm. so that to help a parent, um, I guess, feel seen. Yeah. And heard. And so anyway. I know a lot of parents when they're in the NICU for a long time bond together. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of, you know, call me, call me later. We'll Mm -hmm. call each other. And, you know, we've heard Mm -hmm. even on this show that there are people who have 
been in the NICU and they've gotten They're really the, close. The NICU club. Yeah. <laughs> no one, I don't think, even me, I can't imagine, I haven't had that experience. And so that peer-to-peer mm-hmm. support is invaluable. I can't mm-hmm. replace that. I mm-hmm. can't do it. And so it was really sad during COVID. Oh. Let's not even go there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Never again. Yeah. Never again. No, <laughs> wow. What else do you want to tell us? What do we need to know? What can we do? How can we help? <laughs> I think one of the things just for everyone who might be listening, that if you have a friend or um, one of your family members that has been in the NICU or is in the NICU, mm-hmm. like say, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. And, and give me specifics. I'll, I will cut your grass. I will go get your groceries. I will vacuum clean. I'll make sure your house is clean when you come home. Those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. But just, um, I don't know. I think reaching out to and knowing that that experience can be really, really difficult. Yeah. And so that's what I would say. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's Ellen, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us You're today. Welcome. This has been really, this is really fun. And, you know, we just really want to give props to all the people who are working in the NICU. I know. It is a, it's a tough place. It's, it's a, a tough place. place. But we've got some of the best. Yes. And do you know our census? It's over yes. uh, was over a hundred yesterday. I heard that. What? Yeah, I the, heard oh, that. Yeah, the first time I was able to go and look at the census, like I began after orientation working, mm-hmm. I was like, "How does anybody expect for me to do this?" <laughs> like, like, census yeah. is the number of babies yes. admitted yeah. at any one time, and we only have so much room in that NICU. I think it is. I think okay, you, you'll have to tell us. Uh, is it one hundred and five? One hundred and five. That's mm-hmm. how, that's what we got. Yeah, and Kim we have says 100. no. No. No, it's 100. It's 99. Okay, so we had an extra. Yeah. We had an extra. <laughs> we, we had an extra slip in there, and, and, and now we're at the point. Okay, not much mm-hmm. more can we take with right, that. Exactly. And I Holy not moly. remember because we have, we had a, at some point, you know, areas that were, you know, shut down because nobody's in there, you know, but now you got the whole shooting matches up and running. So mm-hmm. those those nurses are on steroids and and on roller skates and yeah that's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, <laughs> we need to bring them pizza. Or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, bring them pizza. Yeah, <laughs> donuts, carbs. We'll bring in the thanks. I mean the uh, Valentine's Day candy. Yeah, there you go. That's Boom. who needs the that's Valentine's. A great idea. They, that's see. There I, you go. I agree. There see, you go. There's a good thing for Valentine's. There, there you go. They're giving love. We need to give them. Love. Yeah. There okay. you go. All right, nurses, look for candy. (laughs) (laughs) Helen, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. Um, You know, we always do what we say is, what are we grateful for? So I'm going to ask you, tell us, what are you most grateful for? I think I was going to, well, I'm going to do two. Mm -hmm. So one is my coworker, Andy Marlowe, who's the other clinical therapist in the NICU because we can cry together if we have to and then go back and do what we need to She's very easy to be with. Um, And then I think it's my grandchildren. So mm, they're super cute, Adeline and Crawford. And they're just funny. Oh, funny and smart (laughs) and like say funny things. And so I just love that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Winnie, what are you grateful for? You know, I'm just going to go back to where I was. I'm grateful for those people working on that floor. Yes. I'm grateful for the people who understand the people who are in those rooms and can hold the moms and who can hold the babies and who allow them to cry and who allow them to just melt and mm-hmm. and who help them um, understand 
this too could pass. Mm-hmm. You know, we we it it will get by, and I'm here to help you do that. You included your colleagues mm-hmm. and and just the dedicated people on the floor of the NICU who really work hard at doing this work. And you know, I know I couldn't do it because I'd be a blubber of mess and you know chaos. But I'm so glad that they're holding it strong mm-hmm. for everybody. Yep, that's awesome. I'm going to take it back to Valentine's Day. (laughs) Don't hate me and don't cringe. I'm going to be grateful for my husband. Okay. He is the best. Like, he's my biggest, biggest support, biggest cheerleader. And we probably won't get each other other anything for Valentine's Day. And that's like perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no. And on those, your love language, both my husband and I score zero on gifts. Me too. So we don't need to give our gifts at all, period. We're zero. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll just, we would rather just like hang out together. Yeah. And so anyway, so I'm just, I'm I'm grateful for him. Okay. Well, how many years? Oh, Lord. Let's see. Jeez. 2011. Now you're making me do math. Wow. Okay. I know. So what is okay. it? 10, 11, 12, 13? I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah, that's a long time. I know. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Amazing. Wonderful. Thank you guys for listening to our silliness on Raising Joy. <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And until next time, just breathe. Open up. You, you matter. matter.